What's up, everybody? This your boy, Demetrius Smith, and welcome to God Ambassador Ministries Podcast. This is where we have ignition for excellence. All right. So let's take off. Hey, what's up? This is your boy, Demetrius Smith. And today on God Ambassador Ministries, I'm going to talk about a very interesting subject. And it's something I'm very excited about. And I really want to apologize to all those who may be following on Twitter or on podcasts. I've been really, really busy with a lot of stuff. Got some recent things going on, some recent updates I've been praying about. So getting back on track. I know it's been a while. I think it's been since the 5th of this month. And I know we're getting into the Christmas spirit and the Christmas season. People are out shopping. You're trying to figure out how am I going to go through all these lines, uh, last-minute shoppers. Or maybe you just sitting home because you already did all your shopping. But uh, without further ado, I just want us to go ahead and bow our heads to the word of prayer. Wherever you are at, standing, sitting, uh, even if you're bathing, I don't know where you're listening at. But let's go ahead and uh, get into this. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for just this uh, awesome occasion, this awesome opportunity to just yet bring again another just spirit-led, uh, filled word that is going to be coming forth that nothing said of of my mouth would be from my own intellect, would be from my own um, happenstance of whatever it is. Um, that I may be um, going through or happening in my life. But Lord, let whatever it is that comes out of my mouth be led of your spirit and be fulfilled through your word. And I thank you, Father, that your word is so pure and so powerful and divides everything and separates things and is a mirror and shows us everything about who we are. And Lord, I just thank you right now for the victory that we have over the enemy that no person among us uh, is uh, burdened by anything, but, Lord, that their eyes and their ears are focused and opening up right now to receive whatever it is that you have for them in the Spirit. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for this awesome season. And, Lord, you are the reason for this season. We thank you, Jesus, most of all, um, for just doing all the things that you've done for us, especially uh, your greatest deed, which was dying on the cross and saying it was finished and rising up in all power. We thank you, Lord. No distraction, no fear, no unbelief, no doubt, nothing but truth infiltrating and creating growth and change for all those who are listening. And we pray this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So we have something that I want to call carnal justification versus spiritual excellence. I think, I don't know if I did a sermon on spiritual excellence, but I really need to do a real deep teaching on that. But we're going to go into 1 Corinthians. We're going to go in chapter 8, and we're going to do verse 8, and I think we're going to stop at 10. Um, We're going to see where the Spirit leads from here. But this is something that really opened my eyes uh, as far as the Christian walk 
what we perceive from people, what we perceive of people, what we perceive of ourselves, and even kind of talking about judgment and condemnation. So let's get into this. So I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version. I usually read it out of King James or, or Amplified. But for this, uh, I really wanted to break this down in a way that everybody can understand. Um, I know a lot of people haven't grown, haven't grown up on the King James Version. It is just an awesome New King James Version. It's just like the, the awesome predecessor of it. I mean, uh, and... Uh, the descendant of it, so to speak. But we're going to talk about what it means to really be following the Spirit. And it has nothing to do with sin, but it has to do with who you are as a Christian, who you are in Christ. Okay, so we see this in verse 8. It says, But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat, and no better if we do. And then verse 9 says, Be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you, with all your knowledge, eating at an idol's temple, won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? Um, so we're talking about what Paul is teaching in a, um, this is Corinthians weren't is not just a name of a, a fancy book in the Bible. Corinthians were a, a a group of people that were in the city of Corinth. All right, that's why they're called Corinthians. So this in context, is talking about a specific problem going on. So these Corinthians, um, the church of Corinth, uh, I guess, so to speak, were in this mindset of, okay, well, God is good, and God has justified me, and he has made me righteous. And so I guess there there's this problem where they were going into maybe not they're going into an idol's temple. Maybe they were, maybe they're not. It doesn't say specifically. But all we know is that the premise of this, they were eating meat that was offered to idols. I don't know why they would do that. Um, but maybe it was just, maybe in their circumstance, maybe they thought, oh, well, now I'll just go ahead and just eat this meat. Even though it was offered to idols, it's really no big deal to me. So we see Paul, and he addresses this because the problem lies in how they can be perceived as from the outside uh, of the church. So the people who are not Christians uh, in Corinth are looking at them eating meat offered to idols, and they're getting a confusion in their mind saying, okay, well, I mean, they are Christian, but they're eating meat that's offered to this idol God. So maybe is it okay for me to eat meat offered to idols? You know, like, I mean, well, I want to be a Christian too, but maybe, um, I mean, I could still do these certain things because they're doing it too. And so this raises a red flag and raises a question that what you do 
is always being looked at. A lot of Christians need to really understand this because whether you like it or not, you're being measured by everybody around you. You have there's a beaker, there is a flask, there's a microscope, a telescope, whatever you want to call it, and it is measuring you, identifying you. They're trying to break you apart and see what you're made of. They're trying to test you. They're there and some are just observing you, seeing if you are actually walking the walk and being led I led by what you call or what we call the spirit of God. And so my question is this to you. Um whatever you're doing, you know, on your daily basis or maybe just here and there, um it doesn't even though it's not a sin, does it necessarily mean that you can do it? Okay? So um this is the reason why I bring this up is because in the very first verse that we read, which was in verse eight, it literally says that you shall not, um, you know, be better than God. Uh, I mean, you won't be better than anybody if you eat meat offered to offered to idols. You food does not make you closer to God. Now we understand that if you eat a healthier lifestyle, then there are a lot of benefits and there, there are also spiritual benefits of that. And that's a whole, whole other teaching that I have to get on. But if you eat meat that is offered um, to idols, this is talking about in this context, it didn't say that it was a sin. It's not like you're worshiping an idol god. You're eating meat that's offered to idol gods. It is not a sin, but the appearance is what's the pro it is the underlying issue and that's a problem that has to be addressed. Paul is basically saying if you are gonna anything that you do, even though it may not even be a sin, you have to observe within yourself and you have to have a mindset to understand that Christ is the center of your life and that whatever you whatever you're led to do it 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 has to go through the lens of your identity as a, a son of God a Christian like it says in Romans 8 we are sons of God because we are what led by the spirit of God now I don't know what it is it could be you um i don't i don't know well, I'm trying to think of a good example. A good example would be um you always go to say you go to work and say you always go to the bar after work you go to the bar why because they have this uh this awesome chicken fried steak that they make all the time, right? Okay, you're like, well, it's no big deal. Even though it's a bar, uh, you know, you've been there before, maybe you became saved or whatever, and you're like, yeah, I'll keep going to this bar. It has awesome food. I'm just going to drink water and Sprite, and they're going to look at me funny, but I'm going to go here, and maybe I'll get to witness to somebody. And you always go there after work to eat a chicken fried steak at this bar. 
Now, my question is, does that make it a sin? Even though it's a place where a lot of people kind of get into a sin mindset or or a sin lifestyle. No. You it's not a sin for you to go to a certain place and eat your and eat a chicken fried steak dish. Now, the the problem rises when people who are not Christian and who do or even Christians themselves who understand that you are a person who follows Christ, but yet you're going into a bar not once in a while, not um, every four, four months. Uh, you're going there every day, right? You're going there every day to what? Eat chicken fried steak. Now, when they see you walk into the bar, do they necessarily see that um, you are eating chicken fried steak? No. All they do is see you walk through those doors into the bar, and then, and then they question themselves like, hmm, he's a Christian, but every time every time he gets off of work, he likes to uh, go to this bar. And so, and then they're like, okay, well, is it okay for me to go to a bar? See, that's the problem. That's the problem that we have. And I know a lot of us Christians, I, I know that I've struggled with this before. I struggle with cussing because, man, I used to cuss, I used to cuss up a storm, especially no matter where I went, I, I was just cussing up a storm. Of course, I wouldn't cuss in front of my parents because I know they do not tolerate that kind of thing. But, um, you know, you know, cussing and, and jesting and saying crazy stuff here and there. Um, is that necessarily, you know, oh my gosh, you're, you're, you're not a Christian. Like, eh, well, the Christian, Christian is based on the heart and I can understand, you know, someone, you know, jesting and all that stuff, you know, cussing. Yeah, I know there's some scripture that talks about that, but I'm just talking about something in, in general that everybody can understand. Um, yeah, cussing is can be considered a sin because it, it come whatever comes out of the mouth mouth uh, either defiles a man or 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 it uplifts him. So, the question is this: When you are jesting around and, and saying a bunch of crazy stuff that you know worldly people would say, even though you are a Christian, and other people's other Christians see that, they think, well. Well, is that okay? And then, and then, you know what the most embarrassing thing I had happen to me, because you know that it, you know they um, certain people knew that I was a, a you know minister or whatever um, at this time, and this is this is like early, early on in my ministry, and they would ask, you know, they ask me, they ask me, well, like you kind of like you know you know you cuss and stuff, like I mean, is that like is that okay? And and what do I tell them? Like I like try to justify. My my actions, you know what that is? That's carnal justification, because just like these people in Corinth, um, they were they might have been justifying their actions. They're like, well, I don't have no money, and I came across the temple, and like, well, you know what? They have this awesome T-bone steak. It was offered to a um, a god, but hey, well, I mean, I'll I'll bless it, and then I eat it. 
Because just like I said, food does not get us closer to God. doesn't make us any worse. It makes us any better if we don't eat that chicken fried steak that comes from the bar. But what is the appearance? Oh, and this is a big thing. This is a huge thing. Let me get on this. Now, there are some people who like to, when they, um, when they meet somebody, when they hang out with people, they want to meet them, you know, and behind closed doors, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, they want to hang out with their friends. Okay, say, for example, let me give you an example. And I've been in this situation before, so I'm not talking about anybody, uh, you know, dirty laundry and all that stuff. And, I mean, if if the shoe fits you, the shoe fits you. But it fits me, too, because it happened to me. Okay, so if you say, I, I mean, I'm a guy, and I say there's this female co-worker, and we're really cool at work, we're best besties, best friends, whatever, or, or what do you want to call it, we're really good good uh, co-workers, we work together. And then so we're like, okay, let's hang out. And so we hang out, and we hang out, uh, you know, go whatever, and, you know, behind closed doors, Maybe nothing happens. Maybe maybe I'm ministering to her. Maybe, you know, that kind of stuff. What is the appearance? That's why we have to be wise in the things that we do. We have to have a sense of spiritual excellence. Because if I'm a man and I, I'm a minister, I'm, I represent God Ambassador Ministries. I, I, I'm Demetrius Victor Smith, a.k.a. God Ambassador. And what business do I have um, being with, being behind closed doors with uh, a woman? Young or old, it doesn't matter, young or old. I mean, there, people look at us all the time. And it's the appearance that becomes a stumbling block. It's not the fact that it's a sin. I, it could be completely innocent. It could be completely innocent. Now, if God leads you to go into a bar and to witness to somebody, do it because you're led by God. But if you're going there because you feel like you want to justify your actions and say, well, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm blessed anyway, I'm, not, I'm just going to go in there and drink water, you're going to have to reevaluate yourself. Same thing for... People who want to get in relationships and live with each other, shack up with each other, maybe, maybe it's completely innocent. Maybe both of y'all love God, but both of y'all live in the same, same apartment. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, what is the appearance? Because most people think, well, if, if, I'm, if she's coming over to chill and watch Netflix with me is more going on than that. <laughs> you know? I'm just, this, I don't want y'all to feel convicted. That, that is, this is not the point of this sermon. The point of this sermon is I don't want y'all to be caught up in a situation where you're not even hearing God because your flesh is justifying your action. And even though you may not be sinning, Maybe you are, maybe you're not. 
I don't care about that. God's already God already took care of sin on the cross. So he's gonna he's gonna deal with it however he's gonna deal with it. But at the same time, what is the appearance if you are a follower of Christ and a non believer or even uh, a, a younger saint looks at you saying, is that okay for me to do? If they're questioning, well, that that's kind of weird. Why are they doing that? Then maybe you should, maybe you should have a reevaluation of yourself. If maybe you have to have a second thought about what you're about to do, maybe you should consult God on that and be like, well, okay, well, leave me on this because I'm not too sure. This is not a condemning message. This is a message of encouragement because I want to tell you that you are filled with the Spirit of God. The moment you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were filled with the Spirit of God. Now that overflow that happens, that's when you, you know, speak in tongues and prophesy and all that stuff. I'm not talking about, oh, being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about your you were once your spirit man was dead now it's alive your spirit man was was your spirit glass was empty and now it's being filled up because you now have revived and rebirthed and started a relationship with Christ so therefore you are a new creature all things old things pass away and all things become new Look, this this seems like a tough a tough message, but I guarantee you that if you kind of reevaluate some things in your life, if you think about certain things in your circumstance and you change certain habits, I guarantee you that you're going to have way more peace in your life. Some of you don't even know why y'all are not even at peace. It's because you're 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 in in a in a state where your your carnal mindset is justifying your actions instead of your spirit man rising up and leading you in excellence. You are blessed and highly favored. You are more than a conqueror. There's nothing that can get in your way but yourself. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to get yourself out of the way so God can have his way. What did the Bible say? What What is a great prayer of a, of a righteous uh, man and woman of God? Let me decrease so that you can increase. That's what we're doing today. Let us decrease. All of us. This gets me. This, this hits you. This hits home. This hits churches. I want you to understand that it's not always about sin. What Christianity is not always about sin. It's about being led by God. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's about being led by God. I can give you. I can give you a whole. Uh, if God, I can give you a whole manual on do's and don'ts. It's called Leviticus. <laughs> it's called uh, the Ten Commandments. Those are good in its time. But are you reading the book of Leviticus every day? Are we following all those statutes? No. Why? Because Jesus Christ tore the veil, or God tore the veil. Well, they're both the same. Well, they tore the veil from top to bottom, giving way for access into our lives. So let us not be the stumbling block 
for ourselves and for others. You got to see where you're at. This is a time of examination. And this is an examination to push you forward into a greater blessing and a greater a greater level in Christ. Don't you want to get to a greater level? I, I mean, I know a lot of people don't play video games, but I, I love uh, video games because the concept with most of it is you want to improve. You need to get to the next level. You're going to level up. You're going to increase. Increase. Become better than where you were at the first level. Because... Once you get, because things, the enemy's always going to throw curveballs at you all the time. But it doesn't mean that you have to not swing. It means that you have to be led and swing with excellence. That's where we swing amiss, right? Pray amiss. Sometimes we live amiss. Forget praying amiss. Sometimes we live amiss because we're not being led by the Spirit. Just like sometimes we we don't we pray and and we don't even are we're not even led of the Spirit when we pray. Be mindful who you are. The Spirit right now is giving you a fresh identity. So let's pray. So, Father, I just thank you that you are giving them such a greater understanding and capacity of their anointing, of their purpose. There's nothing that can break them, that can shatter them. Lord, that this is a time of building them up. This is a time of constructive excellence in spirit. Lord, let the fresh revelation and anointing of the Holy Spirit fill them fill them in every part of their lives, in their finances, in their relationships, in their jobs, wherever they are, oh God, meet them where they are, because Lord, they're surrendering to you, they're not going to just hold on to secret parts of their life, just like you don't know what they are already, you know all things, but God, we know that you want our hearts, God, and Lord, you you are you already are there in the midst right there comforting them and giving them understanding giving them wisdom i unlock wisdom right now in the name of jesus wisdom and revelation supernatural capacity to download heavenly knowledge into their now not in not in two weeks not in two days not in two hours, but now. I thank you, God, that there's so much in store for them that you have a blessing right around the corner. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. And so I thank you, Father, that we do not pray amiss, we don't live amiss, and we don't live in vain, but we live in excellence. Spirit of excellence, rise. I rebuke every sign and 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 mindset of carnal justification the flesh is beaten and the spirit has won we have that victory in the name of jesus we pray amen all right so thank you so much for joining in i know it's been a while man 
it, it's, it's so awesome just to see how good God is and just have a good Christmas season. Hey, and just because I did this one today, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be on the grind. I'm going to try to get one, uh, I guess, three more before Christmas. Maybe two more before Christmas. I don't know how it is, but hit me up on, uh, on Twitter. Please, please do. This is me personally on Twitter. Hit me up. And the handle, which is at Kingdom Mindset, K-I-N-G-D-O-M-I-N-D-S-E-T. And I also have a website, GodAmbassador.com. That's right, GodAmbassador.com. And I also have a Facebook page working on that too. And that is God Ambassador Ministries. And that is the same name that you can check out my podcast on iTunes, God Ambassador Ministries. Check it out. This is going to be posted up. Tell all your friends, tell your family. Blessings and peace out.